welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. We are your hosts, Joseva Kapadia and Jasper Rivers. Get paid for your pad. 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 Welcome everybody, get paid for your pad, another episode. And before I introduce my guest, I wanted to share something with you guys and and ask for uh, your advice, actually. Um, I was thinking it would be really cool to organize an Airbnb retreat um, to kind of rent a a villa somewhere in in a cool country and just spend a a weekend or maybe like a free day, uh, a long weekend, um, brainstorming about Airbnb and investing and all that kind of stuff. And I was just curious if, if people would be interested in that. So um, if, if you are interested in that or you have any ideas, then uh, please send me an email at jesper at getpaidforyourpad.com. I think it's going to be really cool um, just to have uh, a long weekend, getting to know people, sharing experiences, ideas, and doing all sorts of fun stuff. So that's that. And then I will introduce uh, the, today's guest, a really interesting person, Dirk Johnson. He's the executive director of Vacation Rental Housekeeping Professionals, VRHP. Dirk, welcome to the show. Hello, Jasper. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. And uh, my specialty is housekeeping, maintenance, and laundry. And I love talking about uh, the back of the house and cleaning up other people's messes. Awesome. Well, we're going to be talking all about that. We've talked to Francesco um, a couple episodes back. Uh, I know you're a, a good friend of his, and he had some really good advice to share about housekeeping and cleaning, but I'm sure you're going to have a lot of value to offer as well. So I'm excited to get into it. Um, but before uh, we do that, can you, can you tell us a little bit about what is the Vacation Rental Housekeeping Professionals? Yes, uh, the Vacational Housekeeping Professionals is an uh, association that specializes in education and assisting those that uh, clean short-term or vacation rentals uh, with best practices, uh, education, certifications, all sorts of, of things of that nature. Uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a dirty job and it's a, one of the most important jobs that uh, we have to make sure a property is ready when a guest arrive and have it clean to standards and to clean it in the correct methodology. And so that is what we do. We help uh, companies uh, excel and succeed at, at uh, making the properties ready and um, helping them succeed at that. Do you have a background in, uh, in housekeeping and, and cleaning services? Uh, I do. I do. I've done it for 20 years. Um, my first day on the job as a, as a housekeeper was October 1st of 2001 uh, for a company called Deer Valley Lodging in Park City, Utah. And after one day on the job there, I would have changed all of the housekeeping departments that I had managed before. And uh, it was an exciting time. And uh, I learned a lot from uh, my boss and from what we did there. And I've continued on to... Um, expand and, and fine tune my craft. Uh, you know, growing up, I never thought that I would 
be a housekeeper or be involved in, in this type of work. You know, growing up, you always want to be a fireman or a policeman or, or something of that nature. Somehow a housekeeper never makes it to the list of, of uh, dream jobs to have. But here I am, nonetheless, living my dream and, and having a great time at it. That's that's great. That's great. And um, just out of curiosity, like what made you choose uh, this particular field? Uh, yes, it uh, was total by happen chance. My wife and I, we lived in, uh, we were, we live in the United States. And so we were living in the Southern part of Utah in St. George and it's uh, a desert, uh, sits at 3000 feet. And we were tired of, uh, to hear me say this now is just crazy. We were tired of uh, warm weather all the time and we wanted four seasons instead of just two. And so we wanted to move, uh, to Northern Utah again. And I started to apply for jobs in Park City and got connected with somebody there and introduced me to a couple of people. And that is how I became involved in, uh, in housekeeping. They, they picked me up and they liked my experience and my skill set. And, um, and off I went. Awesome. And have, have you been an Airbnb host as well? Uh, I am not an Airbnb host. I have uh, studied Airbnb and looked at it and I, I've helped other hosts and contractors that clean for Airbnb. So I am not, uh, I do not fall into that, that host category. It is intriguing to me, um, but I have not, uh, not uh, done that part yet. Awesome. So let's get into the, the advice for, for Airbnb house out there. Um, what, what, what are the most important things when it comes to like a cleaning or, or turnover? So I believe that um, I believe that there is a specific methodology to cleaning, and so if I'm cleaning the property myself, then I would make sure that I would follow a process called follow the wall, and then the follow the wall allows me to systematically go through a property to make sure that I see and touch everything to make sure it's to standard, and then uh, on top of that, I would do a process called the cleaning process where there's four steps to to that. And that is where I prepare the property, um, make the beds, clean the property, and then place the towels and amenities. And so by using those five pieces, I'm able to have a consistent methodology to go through every property, no matter the size. And uh, that way I can work towards the two greatest characteristics of, of a housekeeper, which is speed and quality. And to have speed and quality, I have to have a consistent methodology that I clean every property with. Love it. Follow the walls. Never heard of that before. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's an interesting methodology. You know, I mean, there, there's a specific pattern to go through the property. So if I were entering, so imagine in your mind's eye, if you will, for just a moment, I, I walk in the front door of, of your property or, or a property and uh, I would... Uh, so you walk in the door and you're going to look and see where the kitchen is. And if the kitchen is to your left, because you always want to end in the kitchen or be as close to the end of the kitchen as you can, uh, you're going to look, uh, look for the kitchen. And if it's to your left, then you would continue to the right. And you would, you would essentially, you know, when I first started this, I put my hand on the wall and I would go along the wall. I would go along the doors, the front side, the back side, you, you go top to bottom on the wall. Um, you know, start in the upper corner of the ceiling and then come all the way down to the baseboard. And then you also, you know, are judicious about when you get on the floor to look underneath the beds and the dressers and so forth. Because as I've gotten older, you know, the less frequency I have to get on the floor, the better. Uh, when you're a young, 
young man or a young person, it just doesn't matter, right? You can get up and down all day long, but, uh, and then the last thing is, is you need to create imaginary walls to go around, you know, coffee tables, ottomans or dining room tables or, or islands in the kitchen. So you can make sure you, you get to everything in the property. Cause if you just followed the, the outside walls, you would miss all the stuff in the center. And uh, that, that particular process uh, truly was a, a professional game changer for me as I did that because um, it, it allows me to have a consistent method and a consistent process in every property I go to. And if, I, if I'm inspecting or cleaning and I get called away to go and do something else, I can drop a rag in a specific location and then I can come back to that specific rag or lo and location and, and pick right up where I left off. I don't have to remember. Uh, where I was or what I've done because it's the same pattern over and over again. And did you say you always want to end with the kitchen? You always want to be in the kitchen. That is correct. Either end in the kitchen or have the kitchen as close to the end as possible because some properties that just doesn't, doesn't quite work that way. And, and why is that? Because that's where the bulk of the work is. That's where the most work is. You know, you've got all the cabinets, you get, you have all the, the pots, the pans, the dishes, all those things like that. And, and the kitchen has, has just a lot of work. And so by the time you get to the kitchen, you know, you may be tired or, um, or a little exasperated. And so when you get to the kitchen, you realize, Hey, I'm almost done. And that gives you that little extra energy to continue on and, and, um, succeed. And I've, I've noticed I'm just looking at your website, the vacation rental housekeeping professionals, vrhp.org. And um, I, I, can, I see you can also sign up as a, as a member. Um, who, who are the members of this organization? Are, are those all Airbnb hosts or are there other, other people uh, a member as well? So, yeah, we have different classifications of members. We have uh, those that are vendors. So those that sell sheets, towels, cleaning products, um, uh, software to help the back of the house succeed. Uh, we have uh, vacation rental property managers that are members. We have uh, cleaning contractors that are members, and uh, we do, and then Airbnb hosts uh, could also be a member as well. Uh, I'm I'm not sure if I have any. I would have to go back through my list and look. Uh, but yeah, it's open to anyone who wants to be a member, who wants to have access uh, to our library, and wants to understand how best to succeed at the back of the house. You know, it's it's curious um, because as as uh, as a host, you know, and we're contracting housekeepers out and or contracting the cleaning out, you know, there are certain things we have to do to make sure that, um, that we are successful and that we are able to, um, you know, abide by the laws of the land. And that would be, um, you know, you have to have agreements and contracts and, and we have information to help people, um, stay safe and, and keep their and operate their business well. So you're saying you can help people um, create like contracts for their cleaners and their housekeepers? I have samples that they can they can use. Yes, sir. Okay, that's interesting. I've actually now gone, obviously the contracts would have to be vetted by the attorney in their specific state or country to make sure it abides by those laws. But I do have samples that they can use to do that. Right. Yeah. That's that's a question that I've gotten actually a couple of times where people have asked me if I have an example of a contract that they can sign with their with their managers or cleaners or housekeepers um you also organize events what are those events about yeah so we have uh we have two events that we work with mostly at the moment and that is we do a one-day housekeeper seminar 
and that is where um, contractors, Airbnb hosts, uh, anybody are welcome to attend. Uh, we talk about the importance of housekeeping. We talk about um, creating a maintenance work order. We talk about uh, guest service and how to stand and how to work with guests. We talk about some safety pieces, you know, um, bloodborne pathogens, um, uh, safety data sheets, items of that nature. Uh, we talk about what should be in a cleaning kit. We talk about what should be in an inspection kit. Uh, we do a couple of activities that talk about the importance of a standard property appearance. Uh, we go through um, the fall to wall, the cleaning process. Uh, I have something called the housekeeping building blocks that every successful housekeeping department needs to follow to be able to uh, succeed. And then, uh, and then at the end of the day, we do uh, some product demonstrations. Um, you know, we go. Through, one of my favorite demonstrations is a biohazard kit that's used to clean up vomit and blood and things of that nature. And um, it has this powder in it that takes liquid and uh, turns it into a gel. And when my kids were young and they would throw up, I wished I'd had this because obviously I would clean it up and it's just this gelatinous mass that oozes all over the place. And then after I cleaned theirs up, I would go throw it myself. So this little product that turns it into a gel makes it real easy to clean up and takes away the smell and it's, it's great stuff. Well, that's a, a, a lot. That sounds like you really have a, a very systematic approach. Um, I heard you mention a cleaning kit. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so uh, I, I, my cleaning kit is a five-gallon bucket uh, with a bucket liner on it. And the bucket liner has all sorts of pockets on the outside and the inside. So, you know, you, you look at a contractor per se and you see them walk in the door with a bucket and it's got the this nylon thing around the lip of it and they've got all their tools stacked in it. Uh, mine is very similar to that, uh, just a uh, you know, a $5, five gallon bucket, or, I mean, if you've got a, a restaurant supply store that um, gives them away for free or whatever, I, you know, I'd snag those and then uh, the nylon liner on top of that. And then inside of it, I'm going to have, you know, a magic eraser. I'll have, uh, I'll have my razor blades to, to scrape paint off windows or to uh, work on the flat surface of the stove. I'll have microfiber rags. I'll have my cleaning products. Uh, I'll have, um, my my Swiffers because I need those in specific locations. I'll have a, a little chiseler, which is a scraper, uh, a little brush. You know, I have all of those things that I need that uh, in one little kit. So I'm a, I'm a proponent that a housekeeper needs to look good when they walk in the door and they need to look clean and organized. And so if I have, uh, as a housekeeper, if I have this bucket in one hand, it's got everything I need. Um, I can walk in the door, I can look professional and I can, uh, be prepared and I can take it with me from room to room or around the house or, and stage it in a way that I can be uh, quick and efficient. What are some of your favorite cleaning products? Uh, so my favorite cleaning product, uh, I have, I have four. Uh, the first one would be a microfiber rag because the microfiber is able to hold on to and hold on to the dust and, and, uh, and uh, hold a lot more dirt than a cotton rag would. The second item would be an item called a doodle bug. And that is uh, a plastic head that has the B part of the Velcro, the little plastic hooks. And I can put my, uh, put my microfiber rag on the doodle bug and I can use it to mop the floor. I can use it to uh, clean walls. I can even within it with the correct extender pole, I can get some of the high cobwebs or things like that uh, with my doodle bug. 
And then the other two items that uh, I love to clean with, uh, one is called an enzyme product. Um, my favorite one right now is a product by the name of Chemzyme. And uh, it eats all sorts of proteins. So blood, urine, beer, wine, fish stink in the fridge. Uh, when your garbages stink outside, you know, from all sorts of grease and fish and guts and everything else, you can spray this around the, spray this in the trash can. It takes away the smell. Um, that would be the, the third item. The fourth item would be a product called uh, Sporgo. And that takes care of mold and mildew. There's a, there's a belief out there that bleach kills mold and mildew. Bleach kills bacteria. Mold and mildew is a spore, going back to our high school uh, chemistry. And so it takes something different to kill mold and mildew. Now, if a guest calls up and complains and says, hey, there's mold in my shower, the first thing I'm going to show up with is bleach because it takes away the color. So the guest thinks that I have uh, taken care of it and killed it. In reality, after the guest departs, I'll come back with something that actually kills mold and mildew. And this particular product has Australian tea tree oil and hydrogen peroxide in it. And that's what uh, the hydrogen peroxide pulls the roots up. And the Australian tea tree oil is what kills the mold and mildew. So for those that go to the spa, they're very familiar with Australian tea tree oil. It has many, many uses. So can you tell us a little bit more about uh, safety when you're, when you're cleaning a house? Yeah, so there's a couple of things that uh, that everyone should be doing. Now, obviously, if you're using a contractor uh, as a cleaner, then this would fall on them. Uh, but if you're cleaning yourself or treat or you have the cleaners as employees, then you know obviously the uh, housekeepers need to have closed-toed shoes, uh, no flip-flops, no can't clean in bare feet. Uh, they need closed-toed shoes to to clean in, and then of course the first question is, well, how do I know if the if the floor is clean if I don't walk on it my my bare feet? The answer is you can learn how to do it in shoes. Uh, I've learned, and uh, you know you want closed-toed shoes so you don't stub your toe, or so if you're in the kitchen and you're you're washing something and it's all soapy and you get distracted and it slips out of your hands and falls on your feet. If you have shoes on, you know the shoe will protect it. If it's just open toes, then Obviously, you have different issues to take care of. Um, from a, another point, from a safety issue, is you never want to clean with bleach and ammonia because the two together make chlorine gas, and chlorine gas is a deadly gas. Um, so I'm not a fan of cleaning with either of those products. Um, and then also from a safety standpoint, you need to have safety data sheets uh, for every product that is used. Um, and you also want to make sure that the cleaning, the, the bottles of the cleaning products that you're using have the proper labels, no Sharpies. Uh, if you have a, you know, if you have a Sharpie, um, if you have a bottle written on with a, a Sharpie that says, you know, Comet or Spick and Span or Mr. Clean or, or Pine Sol or whatever you're cleaning with, you know, that that's, that's inappropriate. And if in the United States, um, if that's where you're cleaning and residing, if OSHA were to come in and do an inspection, it's uh, $5,000 per bottle that they would find if it was written with Sharpie. Um, and then, you know, you want to make sure that you're providing the correct uh, gloves, the safety glasses, uh, you know, all those things of that nature. And then also from a safety standpoint, I would encourage you to look at your oven cleaner and your safety data sheet uh, in section eight. 
because it's going to dictate and recommend to you what you should be using to protect the individual who's using it. And most of them say uh, uh, goggles or face shield, which means it covers the whole face. And they say uh, chemical resistant impervious gloves. And that is not the normal gloves that that a housekeeper would use. That's a whole different type of glove and, and they're uh, way more expensive than the disposable gloves you'd be using. So I would take a look at your oven cleaner um, to make sure that that is not. And if it is, you know, if it does say face shield and chemical resistant impervious gloves, I would change it. It's not, not worth that, the hassle to, to have that. So those are just some of the things that uh, you would need to be aware of. You do need a hazardous, I'm sorry, you, you need a hazardous communication document and you can get that uh, off of the OSHA, OSHA.gov website or, I mean, obviously we have a, a template of that uh, from the, from in the association that can be sent out. And then you also need to have a bloodborne pathogen policy uh, written out and you have to have training for housekeepers and then you have to have training for those that clean it up. And those that clean it up have to have a hepatitis B immunization um, at the expense of, of the company um, because, um, you know, hepatitis B also has another name called the housekeeper's disease. And that's because way back when, before we knew to wash our hands or use plastic gloves, we would, uh, housekeeper would go in, clean up the mess, go home and fix dinner, and then the whole family would get sick. And so there are specific things in regards to biohazards um, that we have to facilitate and follow. The other thing to consider too is when you're picking up sharps, in other words, needles, um, that uh, they have to be disposed of properly. And then based on the, again, this is specific to the United States, based on the county that you reside in is how you have to dispose of that. So whether it's thrown away or incinerated, uh, you have to know what your county regulations are to make sure you dispose of those items appropriately. Those are just some of the safety things that I would recommend people need to look at. You mentioned something that didn't sound familiar to me. I can't remember exactly what you said. Something like Sharpie, something that's like not allowed in the U.S. You get a $5,000 fine. What, what is that exactly? Oh, so sorry. Yes. Um, so a Sharpie is just a black magic marker, a black permanent pen, if you will. And some people will go and buy a blank uh, cleaning bottle, spray bottle, and they will write the name of the product on the bottle without the proper label. So the proper label, according to the global harmonization system, um, has the name of the product, manufacturing, all sorts of things that it, 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 it tells us, tells us whether it's corrosive. And some people will go or even mix their own product to clean with, and then they'll write the name of that product uh, with a black pen on the bottle. And so that that is that is not allowed under in any in any country. It has it has to have the proper label. Interesting. I've never really thought about that, but that makes a lot of sense, though. Um, yeah, because I mean, if, if think about it, if a housekeeper is uh, gets uh, inadvertently gets chemical in their eye or inadvertently does something, you know, where they get sick or, or something like that, then you can grab the bottle because it has the appropriate label on it and take it with them to, uh, you know, to, to see the doctor or to receive medical care. Uh, if, if the bottle just has the name of the product with a black pen written on it, then they have no idea 
what it is or, or what the contents are because they're lacking that information that that the label would contain. Right. Kind of reminds me of uh, when I went to went on a hike in Brazil one time, and uh, there's there was a little snakes there, and then uh, somebody advised me like hey, if you get bitten by a snake, make sure that you know which one it is because when you right. go to the hospital, they need to know that. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which made, you know that. Which made my hike really enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> right. You're always looking at the ground instead of looking up at everything else. I, I totally understand that. Totally and understand if, that. And of course, I didn't see any snakes. Of course not, because they all knew you were coming and they knew they had this piece of information. So they, they somehow they just sensed that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when, for the people that are listening and, and maybe people want to learn more about uh, cleaning, because it sounds like you've, you've definitely uh, are a fountain of knowledge. You've mentioned several things that never even crossed my mind. Um, what, how can they get involved? Where can they find more information? Yeah, so so the association has has a website. It's uh, the name of the association is Vacation Rental Housekeeping Professionals, and uh, the website is uh, VRHP. So V is in vacation, R is in rental, eight, um, H is in housekeeping, P is in professionals dot org. Uh, they can certainly reach out to me via email, and my email is director at vrhp dot org. Um, you know, happy to assist and, and help people with that. You know, I mean, housekeeping, housekeeping is such a fundamental piece to everything we do. And, and many people think, ah, it's just housekeeping. I'll just get it done. Um, housekeeping is your brand. Housekeeping is, is what people are expecting when they arrive. People can have a terrible experience, you know, with making the reservation and, uh, you know, terrible flights and all these other things that go into the whole travel set uh, of getting to a location. And when they walk in the door and the property is warm and cozy and it's clean and it's everything that they, they expected, they're happy. Everything goes away. However, the flip side is untrue. If, if, they had a, if they had a great reservation experience, they had a great host experience in, in obtaining the keys, if that's what you do. Flights were on time, you know, everything was great, but they walk in the door and the property is dirty, then, then everything is ruined. And so our ability to, to provide a, a clean and safe place to be, housekeeping is, is, is the frontline opportunity to do that. And so that's why our standards are important. That's why the cleaning processes are important. That's why the products we use to clean with are important because the housekeepers own the brand and they're the ones who make the property ready for the guests so that they can then say, Hey, I had a great stay. You should stay here and, and cultivate that word of mouth. It's all in the housekeepers. And, uh, and it's, it's just critical for them to have the right tools and the right information so they can succeed. Yeah. I think you're hitting the nail on the head. Uh, I think it's, uh, it's hard to, overestimate the importance of having a clean space. And the, the one thing that I always remember, I can't remember who it was that said this on the, on the on one of the podcasts, one of the 250 that are out there. Somebody yeah. said that, you know, you can, you can have a super clean apartment and, you know, everything is perfect. But then when the guest at night steps into the bed and there's like one hair in the bed that reminds the guest of the fact that, you know, there might have been other people sleeping in that bed the night before, and 
well, whatever they were doing in that bed, that could eat, that could ruin the experience. Like one little hair can literally ruin the experience. Totally, it opens the door. Now they start looking for other things that's wrong. Um, totally so, and you know, and there's the you're so right, so right, because the housekeepers are the ones that own the brand, and making sure that they have everything ready to the standard of the host uh, is is what makes everything work. And um, and it's all just this big circle when the housekeepers. Uh, succeed, then the hosts succeed, and then the guests succeed, and it just uh, continues to to build up, build on itself. But the convert reverse is true. If if people stub their toe or make mistakes, then you know that's a downward spiral, spiral instead of an upward spiral. I totally agree. Great. Well, Dirk, thank you so much for sharing all this uh, really valuable information. I definitely learned uh, a bunch. And for those uh, who out there who want to learn more about cleaning, vacation rental housekeeping professionals, vrhp.org. And there's lots of information. You can become a member. And there's uh, You can register for housekeeping seminars as well. And uh, so lots of stuff to do there. Dirk, thank you so much. And for the listeners out there, uh, thanks for listening. And of course, next week, there'll be a new episode. Get paid for your pet. Get for your pet get paid 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 for your pet